a plane crash welcome to two bees in a pod i am Braden. that's uh you reported that plane crash right well because but i can't tell anybody or my wish won't come true uh, welcome to episode I'm, 18 i'm He's i'm Brendan, Brendan, by, by the way. way yeah happy wednesday guys. happy well it's a wednesday um that's true is I it woke, a happy wednesday it was a happy wednesday until i woke up uh-huh. With a uh-huh. with a mildly sore throat, and decided oh, that's nothing rum can't fix. Well, it's true, mm. but then you know to be a a uh, let's call it a courteous staff member for both myself true. and my other f- employees that I work with, I decided to to be astute and and test myself against all odds because I haven't faced uh, anyone with the Rona. So why not? I better let's let's alleviate any any concerns by testing and within a matter of moments i realized that my streak of two and a half years without ever catching this stupid disease has now been shattered as i sit oh, here goody. alone with the coronavirus in my you face disgusting and riddled with plague yes and now i've been quarant- i've been isolated to my basement my wife nice. won't let me come and share the my I'm bed. <laughs> I'm sleeping in a reclining chair. All my clothes have been put in a burn barrel. And I... Wednesday sucks, Brendan. Do you need, like, a hug? I do, Not but I can't have one for five yeah. days. Yeah, yeah I, because you're riddled with sickness. She wouldn't even accept my shower curtain with with dish gloves duct taped to it as a as a as a way of shielding myself for hugs to get the human contact that my soul sorely needs. <laughs> oh man. She's she's rigged up. She took a she took a the downspout from outside and rigged it up at the top of the stairs and that's how she's feeding me. She drops it <laughs> down like on some sort of common hamster. <laughs> I'm tired of food pellets, Brendan. The only thing that fits in the downspout. <laughs> and they're so dry. I I would say maybe like get some water or The only water I can find down here is in the is in the sump pump, but I'm not drinking that again. <laughs> I had to rig up the hose from the washing machine with a I took the I rinsed out the, the cup from the top of the tide soap dispenser to dispense some water from the washing machine but i don't think i did a good enough job i've been farting bubbles for an hour anyway let's roll some dice and break the ice brendan i need i need a way to distract myself from the harsh reality that is food pellets (laughs) and a downspout let's go all right our topic for discussion this week my friend is what are you working on? What kind of projects uh, you got going lately? 
Well, uh, while I have been feeling fine and totally healthy, uh, the... Uh, I can fix that. Well, no. Um, oh. <laughs> you could, you know what? You could keep all that disease to yourself. Uh, Someone didn't learn to share. No, it's, it's, well, yeah, I mean, I know how to share. I don't want you to share. <laughs> it's the oh. issue. Picky, picky. Um, mm-hmm. This is what you'll be doing to clear your nose out. Uh, anyway. Joke's on you. I use the curtains. <laughs> I'm sorry to understand why you're being fed through a downspout. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh, I haven't really been doing a whole, whole lot. Uh, I've been fiddling around with uh, the new song for the podcast, which all of you have just heard. I hope That's you that right. Again. Uh, you want to f- you want to give our give our good friend a plug here, real quick. Yes, our fabulous composer Robin Joes. He does wonderful work. Mm. He did our original, uh, our original in- intro music, but then mm. he did he sat down at his keyboard and said, "You know what? As good as that was, I can do better." And he came mm. out with this new banger, which just it seemed to fit more, and I couldn't really complain. So we will. Yeah. We will continue I, I, to keep using him for the magic that he produces. I'm going to miss the old Mario Kart uh, track. Uh, very like Rainbow Road-esque sort of sounding intro that we had before. But yeah, change is good. Brayden. This change is true. Is good. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up his. Uh, so if, it, if you like our intro musics and you want to kind of get more from Robin, go on to uh, he's on TikTok. He puts posts music all the time. Uh, Robin Joe's 84 R O B I N J O S E eight, four. Go give him a look, give him a like, give him a follow man deserves it. He does good work. He, he plays, ah, I can't even remember. He plays at least 14 different instruments. Like it's, it's a remarkable feat. I don't know how he does. He he has a black practice, a black belt in karate and plays more instruments than I can wrap my brain around. That's a Renaissance man. He is a talent to behold. So check him out. Thanks again, Robin. Greatly appreciate it. We appreciate it, man. We'll definitely uh, link your uh, link, your TikTok and your work in. uh, uh, With with this, with the posting of this episode, for sure. Absolute. Um, Yeah. Okay. so as far as uh, working on stuff, uh, yeah, fiddling around with a new uh, with a new podcast song. I have been, uh, I recorded a couple of uh, little videos with my girlfriends, um, trying, uh, some Filipino snacks and such, not those kind of videos, stay down. Um, what else is there? Man, I haven't really done much this past week. Like, it's been, um, I've been kind of like, like, after winding down from my vacation to the Philippines, I've been just kind of like hanging out, chilling out, sort of reevaluating what I want to do. Uh, oh, actually, I can say that I am repurposing some of my older feature film scripts Ooh. Uh, to potentially sell to the Filipino market. Ah. Um, as they are, as I know a couple of studios uh, offhand, along with quite a few others through rumors uh, that are 
willing to buy Western made scripts. So I'm going to do a lot of touching up and stuff, get in contact with my, uh, with my agent and see what he has to say. And then maybe take some steps or, you know, if he suggests it, I might just sell them myself. So he doesn't have to worry about paying a load load of paper. Yeah. Well, that would be fantastic. Look forward to, I'd like that. Look forward to seeing your your future venues and uh, perhaps perhaps in the near future our our second half of a podcast episode will be us watching and reviewing a film that you wrote, sold, produced, what have you. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it on purpose. It's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, well, we are our own worst this, critics. Yep. Thus, thus is the curse of a creative. You will never. When when you begin to truly like your own work, you will immediately start to self reflect and become concerned. Yep. The minute you um, like it, the minute you like a project completely is the minute you've given up. Yep. Or uh you've peaked. Yes. Which is another another genuine concern for a creative. Uh how about you, man? What have you been working on since you've been riddled with disease? Well, uh, how it, inadvertently uh, implanting puppets that you've made with COVID in order to send them out and infect the populace? Sh- we don't want to talk about that until the boxes get opened. Anyway, <sighs> no, but you are not <laughs> half wrong because I have been working on a puppet. Because really? I, uh, despite having a crappy day being isolated in a basement and being fed food pellets, I did oh. have a, mer- a wonderful phone call today that has in. in- fueled my creative fires um, what you got so last year i was invited to uh take part in a, a local production of the nutcracker it was a nice. art the art foundation was doing uh they had kind of all these different dance classes and the kids were all doing their own parts but they needed adults to play the parents at the christmas party right right so and it, you definitely could be a parent at a christmas I, party yes as we've established in the past when it comes to <laughs> film stuff I played dad real good. That's the role I was born to play. And Christmas. Mm -hmm. Dad at Christmas? Heck yeah, I'm there. You don't even need to tell me what it's about. I can nail that part 100% of the time. So if anybody ever needs a father at Christmas time, call Brady. Boom. Right here. Got you. But not right now because I can't go outside. Anyway. um, But I knew that it was. Call dad at Christmas? (laughs) I've done that. Um, but I, I knew that they were coming into production again this year for the Nutcracker. And mm. as much as it pained me, I was dreading the phone call because I knew they were probably going to call me and be like, hey, you want to be the dad again? And I honestly don't have time this year to go to these rehearsals every week because of the other play I've taken on podcasts every week, video editing. It's just it would be too much. Mm. And then they phoned me today and I went, oh, here's the phone call. But instead of going to rehearsals for a bit part of being a dad, they've instead commissioned me to make a giant parade style, like eight foot tall puppet of the Rat King and then puppet the thing. Oh, that's huge for you. So I'm very excited and I'm now working on huge for you. Yeah, I'm working on the on the backpack structure to get him up there and then design the Mm. head. Oh, it's. My brain has been on fire this all day you're gonna, today. You're gonna have to install one of those ultra quiet mini fans into that thing, otherwise you're gonna die. Well, it's not gonna be. It's. I don't think it's gonna be too bad because the way that the director wants it is more. Not. It's not a foam suit. 
it's oh. just it's like a draping kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So, so mostly the head and maybe and the, some the arms or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But and then the, the way- rest of the thing is more just cloth. Yeah, but I'm all and it's okay. Not, I don't need it until December, but I'm going hardcore on it right now because yeah. if I can get the framework structure built, then that also just becomes my Halloween costume by swapping out the hands and the head. Oh, that's fair. So and if you make it even more modular, you can even use it for like other rat characters like Radigan. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm at right that's now. That's multi-purpose. Is, designing designing a bunch of different things and i'm also designing with my puppets i've always disliked the way i do my the hands of the puppets because the arm rods are i have to connect them and glue them into place so they're always there so now Mm. i've been designing and uh, trial and error i'm trying to 3d print a new way of doing a hand plate so that i can remove the arm rods so oh I'm on about the fourth version of it that I, it's it's coming to kind of streamline my puppet building prowess. Hmm. Yeah. Well, fair enough, man. I can't wait until that's a full on production with uh, you having to pay uh, people due to high demand. Right. Soon, one day. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the uh, that's the one year plan. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. But then, well, I think. Now, now that we've officially broken the ice and yeah, we are in, we've definitely talked we are, about stuff. That's we are sure. in this podcast. We have officially started the episode. Let's mm. move on to the second sec- segment. And the second segment, I demand a rematch. That's true. But, you did take yourself out last time we did, uh, yes. did this thing that we were about to do. So, for those of you that listened a couple episodes ago, we did a thing called Super Fight, where Super Fight. We, we drew some cards that revealed us our specific fighters and we had to describe mm. how it was that we and wanted to fight and yep. my fighters decided to both set themselves on fire and yep. have emotional crying fits until yep. they died so oh, and also uh, had the speed of, a, of molasses molasses a flaming so, yeah, crying Brayden. molasses moth i demand justice so we're gonna so do general... it again and yeah Sorry, a general reminder to the uh, to the audience that we are playing the card game Super Fight. It is a great icebreaker game, great conversation starter, uh, especially if you uh, you and your uh, your friends or whatever potential new friends uh, are uh, looking for ways to uh, get a um, get a conversation rolling. So the general gist of the of the game, especially how we do things, is uh, you know I have my corner of the ring. Braden's got his corner of the ring. We he will draw cards for each of us. Um, the cards will usually be a person, place, or thing. Uh, the next card that gets drawn for each of us will be that person, places, or things' abilities or powers or what they are doing. And then finally, it is the location that we are fighting. So. Uh, and then there's always a curveball where extra powers get activated, and then it's up to myself and Brayden, uh, or Brayden and myself, to, uh, to to determine who is the true victor through uh, through through our skillful abilities of nerd uh, nerd fueled debate. And then you, the viewer, go in the comments, tell us who won. Let us know yep. who you figure won this one. So. I'm going to start with the with the location. So, all right. Where uh, we are our, fighting? Our venue of combat. Da, 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 da. We are fighting in on rather 
a desert island. Oh, desert island. Desert island. Desert island. In Brendan's corner, we have corner. Goliath. We have the, you've got Goliath. Like like the like the gargoyle. Uh, sure. Or like from far from like uh Bible, Goliath. Um, let's go with let's go uh, with the gargoyles because that okay. way it's it's more realistic. That's fair, and also it ties in more with one of our previous episodes. That's true, and I care about it more as a character. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. So, and in Paraden's corner, I have da 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 a da, swarm, da, 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 da. a swarm of piranha. Oh, oh. so now okay. we shall reveal the superpowers okay. that we both contain. Okay. We wanna... Goliath's power is. Goliath is literally a gif. Okay. You're you're a gif of Goliath. Mm-hmm. And and my piranhas is faster than a speeding bullet. I have I got vindication from the molasses episode, Brendan. I've gone from molasses to well, speeding bullets. Well, here's the thing. Uh well if it's a gif. There's, uh, there's no way for Goliath to hurt you, to hurt the piranhas off the bat. And the piranhas can't attack Data. Nope. So this is gonna probably depend on the next ability. Alright, your next ability is... true. Ability number two for Goliath is... Uh Da-da-da! Commands an army... Of disposable okay. minions. Okay. I'm gonna say that these are the despicable me minions. <laughs> and my piranhas, who uh-huh. I'll remind you are faster than speeding bullets. Of course, are, of course. Are also wearing bubble wrap suits. I feel like this is a wackier... I I uh, I feel like that would make it difficult for the piranhas to go underwater, especially since bubble wrap has air in it. Yeah, that but, th- this one's kind of shooting ourselves in the foot uh, equally this time. So, I like to think that the uh, the the piranhas. I like to picture the bubble the bubble wrap suits are like big yeah, big balls of bubble wrap. They're going to be protected, that's for certain. So it, it allows the the piranha in the bubble mm-hmm. wrap to, it, it kind of fills the inside a little bit with water. And then the piranha, so. yeah. they, they can now shoot out, like roll up onto land a little bit. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're faster than speeding bullets. And they can whip around, I, pegging, mm-hmm. pegging Goliath's data gif legs, trying to take him out at the knees. Knocking down a couple of disposable minions. I don't think that they're going to get too many bitey bites until they drag them back to the ocean by uh, berating them with the bubble wrap barrage. Yeah, see, yeah, I mean, you'd also have to contend with, like, the minions trying to pop your bubble wrap and suffocating the piranhas on dry land. So this is a prolonged battle 
uh, of sorts. See, but your minions uh, can try to pop the bubble wrap all you want. But again, my guys are faster than bullets. So they're like, mm -hmm. bam, they hit you and they're gone before you even know what happened. You're getting barraged and it's True. just pap, 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 pap. And they're gone. They're back in the water before you even know what hit you. True, true, true. Well, it's not a, in the water. Well, they're going to, they're the going to, they're, they're going <laughs> to, no, no, they're going to berate you until you end up in the water. Mm. And then they're just going to keep that's knocking fair, you fair. until you're further out into the ocean. You can't I'm get just, back. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you would get any forward momentum in the water, though. Because you just kind of be spinning. Uh, I'm like sorry. Spinning tires. Have you not watched um, Finding Nemo or Finding Dory? Where the fish in the bubbles or in the, the bags, they're clearly able to get into the water and they do okay. They're in the in those floating bags from the dentist's office. Oh, that's fair. So there that's you go. Fair. Boom. Fish in a bubble. Yeah. I win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They would suffocate though. Nope. They're fine. <laughs> like eventually down the line. That'd be very jarring to see. Like, you're enjoying, like, a nice beach vacation with your family, and then just a bunch of, like, hypersonic uh, piranhas start rolling up on the beach. Or even more so, it's, like, not even hypersonic. Like, you <laughs> just see, and you're like, you. you just look, and you're like, oh, look, it is a school of jellyfish coming. And then you realize it's just balls of bubble wrap, and you're like, that's yep. weird. And then you pull yeah, them that, out of the water. The pollution and is becoming really a problem. <laughs> so you start cleaning up the bubble wrap and you realize that they're all filled with suffocated dead piranhas that are washing <sighs> up on shore. Yep. Amongst a drowned Goliath gif that is shorted out somehow. Yep. This is a... That was an odd one. I'd like, I'd like to do another one. I'll, I'll definitely... I'll, I'll bow the victory to you this time. Let's, let's see what else we got. Next, we are in the Next. location of... Godzilla's stomach. But what? We're in Godzilla's stomach. Okay, this is feeling like an immediate loss for both of us, but go on. All right, we're going to tip the scales back to, this the, time. back to a win in both our favors mm -hmm. because also all of the fighters, so you and me included, everybody's okay. armed with chainsaws. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I've played this level in a video game. Yeah. So, Brendan. Me? <laughs> yes. You. I don't like I don't like this card for you because of oh. recent history. You okay. are your fighter is the common cold. Oh, okay. And you're you're fighting my that, guy. Uh, that's kind of weird, but all right. You know, it's even weirder. Mm -hmm. We're in Godzilla's stomach. My yeah. fighter is a kaiju. I don't which one? Uh, it's just <laughs> kaiju. Oh, that's, a, that's what my card says. See kaiju. That, so, so it's did you say see kaiju? So, like, okay. look at there's uh, the kaiju. There you go. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure this wasn't like a weird wordplay thing where like nope. the, the K A I J U and your common okay. cold is also uh -huh. having chainsaw hands or not chainsaw hands right. but armed with a chainsaw. Are armed with a chainsaw, right? Yeah. <laughs> the most aggressive version of the cold is also armed mm -hmm. with a really, really bright laser pointer. Okay. Okay. And okay. 
my kaiju is riding a nuclear missile. Inside of a giant nuclear-powered dragon lizard. thing. Dragon yeah. lizard thing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. kaiju on a nuke bomb, fighting the right. common cold with chainsaw laser pointers. Okay. And the other weapon that you have? The other weapon I have. Well, you. we both have two weapons, right? Oh, I, have, I got chains, also, you're I have chainsaw on a nuke. Yes. And you're uh, chainsaw uh, and laser pointer. So your second thing is you are stuck in one of those electric cars for toddlers. Okay. Which might be limiting for you. Uh-huh. And I, my kaiju, who is on the nuclear missile with a chainsaw. Right. Is really, really good at parkour. Really. Is exactly what the card says. Parkour, really, parkour. Really. Parkour. Parkour, parkour. Parkour, parkour. Parkour. Um. Okay. 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 Well, this is definitely going to be a challenge. Now, I have seen those souped up Power Wheels cars. Yep. And they're only getting better every year. They're practically go-karts at this yep. point. For about 20 minutes. Yep. So, it, I mean, that gives me 20 minutes to figure out exactly, like, does your kaiju know how to set off the nuke? I don't know. Or is it just riding it? It's riding it. But, I mean, I like to I, think that nuclear bombs don't take much to set off. No, they do. They they take a lot to set off because they're nukes and they don't want them blowing up randomly. Do they take a lot to set off? When subjected to a kaiju-sized chainsaw? Or uh, kaiju stomach acid. Or kaiju stomach acid. Or both. Actually, I feel like... I, I kind of feel like any nuclear radiation would just get immediately absorbed by Godzilla, because that's kind of his thing. So, I'm not entirely sure... I mean, you'd still have a big-ass missile. So, that you could just, like, hit me with. So, okay, okay. But like a baseball bat. Let's we're if we're going with like even radiation is being absorbed, we have to assume that there's radiation in in and amongst. Oh Godzilla's yeah, no God, system. Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla hit in of himself is incredibly irradiated. So like, but one would look, assume I, that with that radiation, that's gonna mm-hmm. just sanitize your common cold germs, or it mutates it. Okay, but now you're big enough that I can cut you with my chainsaw. That's true. So that's that's the thing. Is and good I... luck catching me, because I'm mm-hmm. really good at parkour. Really. Parkour, parkour. I'm just trying to figure out what you'd parkour on in the stomach. Like Off giant, the stomach like walls. Like... Have you never played that episode, or that level in Yoshi's Story when you're in the giant frog mouth and you're bouncing around Uh-oh. in the stomach? It's like yeah, that. I remember so that. I can bounce off the walls. It's like a giant oh, man, rubber room for game. me. Boom. I was I recently played that because I have it on the Yoshi's on the, Island. Yeah, yeah, Yoshi's yeah. Island. That's the one with the yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, and the really annoying baby Mario that made us want to stab ourselves in the eardrums every time you got hit. It made me really not want to. F- it, it really made me not want to fail in that game. I could because of how much I hated Baby Mario's Cry. So they did a good job of making you hate and getting hit. Yeah, no, there was no other game that made you more anxious whenever you got hit. 
than that game. Yeah, there's like horror games that I don't feel anywhere near as like agitated and annoyed. Yeah. Like, but more mostly like just anxiety ridden because that's God, that's every time. Sometimes you just want to let the kid float away. Much like I've when done you that played, plenty of times. Yeah, much like when you play duck hunt and you wanted to shoot the dog. You'd yep. just be like, bye, baby Mario. Now my life as a Yoshi has gotten significantly easier. I could go back to eating melons and stuff. Yep. Picking on shy guys. Don't matter to me. I'm Turn just Yoshi. Because I know that in, our, in the future when you grow up, you're just going to dump me in a hole so you can get a better jump anyway. Jerk. I hear you. I hear you. I really like the bit that uh, the Yoshis did like a relay thing. Like you get to the end of the level and it was a yeah. Yoshi. Yeah. That was really cool. It was a fun concept. Didn't add anything to it other than aesthetics. But no. It was cute. But it, yeah, it's just like, oh, they're all working together. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, really simple. They don't got to over explain anything. It's not like there was any dialogue to begin with beyond like what you're supposed to do in the narration. So. Getting uh getting back to it though, uh I would like to genuine I genuinely would like to see a giant uh like giant cold bacteria, like uh, or cold viruses like fighting a kaiju as oh, kaiju themselves. See like that'd be like the kaiju. Really ooh, maybe the kaiju got. Because have you seen what like viruses a, look like? It's like Osmosis Jones, but like the kaiju's like shrunk down teeny tiny, so he's the same size. Mm. And it's like kaiju fighting. Godzilla's germs because Godzilla's got a real bad cold so Mothra mm-hmm. has to make up for his crappy flying and sadness and now he comes in with a nuke and a chainsaw to fight Hell the yeah. Osmosis Jones cold germs I sent you a the thing on the right is the virus tell me that is just not a giant monster but tiny oh <laughs> yeah it looks like a, Those things like are a nano, horrifying it's like a, it's like a nanobot army of robot spider tur- tur- yeah. like turret things shooting lasers and scuttling up walls and the the crazy part about those is they're basically like little syringes so they get on you and then they stab you and then inject you with the stuff that's inside of them so like that'd be a really cool fight like the the kaiju ripping them off as they're trying to jump on and and then they're like punching uh they're like punching some of them off and then like some of them start shooting lasers to try to stun the kaiju that'd be cool be, I, they all got I, chainsaws. Yeah, I'd watch that video game, or I'd play right, that, or, or I'd play that. Movie. I, I'd play that. I would play. I would play that movie, and I would definitely uh, watch the demo of that video game. Definitely before buying it, because um, always try before you buy, if possible. Yeah. Well, I think those are that two, was uh, two significant. Those are much rounds. more balanced. Those are much more balanced fights this time. Yes, right? I, 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 I feel I feel good. I feel very much better about those fights and don't feel quite so yeah. run over and now mm-hmm. the, oh. the 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 uh, and, and it's good to know that it, it is it is true that all new board games you seem to purchase hate you at least on, on the, the first, first playthrough time. that's yeah right. so that's that's good we've, we've gotten away from the hate and now we're just into like the normal weirdness that follows us around in games that's right on that note mm-hmm. I heard my my wife just went down the hall into the bathroom, so I'm going to break my quarantine and go steal the Switch so I can play some Yoshi's Island. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Greetings, mortals. My name is Promotatron, and I have snuck on to the Two Bees podcast to remind you to subscribe to the Capuana Companions TikTok and Instagram pages, and also the Beegrim Gaming Twitch channel. <laughs> they'll never realize I'm here promoting their things, and they'll never be the wiser. <laughs> Show them off and I sit on them. Welcome back, by the way. We watched a movie um, film. Pardon pardon us for talking about our cheeks, but uh, you'd know more about it if you uh, watch our little uh, in-between uh, puppet uh, and animations that uh, Braden puts together. Yeah, um, in-between Our bonuses. Cheeks. Yep, betwixt the cheeks with Braden. Um yeah, we did watch a movie, didn't we? TMNT, uh, The Rise of the Teenage the rise, Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Rise of the Teenage mm-hmm. Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. The quite, movie. Quite possibly the longest movie title I've ever had the, the pleasure of watching. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can think of a movie that has a more of a mouthful title. Yeah. This, uh, this movie's got Sonic the Hedgehog as the main character. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. couldn't unhear that. <laughs> that was very annoying for me. I could not unhear that at all. See, I, <laughs> the entire film. See, now I did hear it. Uh, like, um, it's the quips. It's um the Spider Man esque quips that he does in the two Sonic movies. Uh, and then Leo is doing the same thing, and uh, that's all I hear is Ben Schwartz being Sonic the Hedgehog being Leo. <laughs> so see, like, I haven't I actually, I haven't actually watched. The, the the Sonic, Sonic movies? movies. I know they're, they're very good. good. I just have very had fun. It, I have, it's one of those that I have to sit down. Ooh, maybe we do an episode on that one. Yeah, but I've anyway, already seen them myself. Though. But what I have started kind of like puttering around with and watching, which sure. for me also made where I couldn't unhear it, is the new <clears throat> Ducktales. <clears throat> and Ben Schwartz plays, I believe it's Dewey. One of the one of the it's one of the anyway. kids. Yeah, so, it's one of the kids. Yep. The yeah. So I think it's the, adult the man one. voices. By the way, coming out of the small children heads still bothers me. By the way, I'm just saying, like it still bugs me. Not in a bad way. It's just like I notice it, and it like it's like, oh hey Ben Schwartz, how are you today? <laughs> Time for another paycheck, Ben. All right. So, so yeah. do you hear Dewey then when he's doing? Oh yeah, because it's it's the same voice. Yeah. He doesn't. Uh, it doesn't okay. change at all. It's Ben Schwartz. Yeah. So that's and and it's just and being the ben fact Schwartz. and the fact that Dewey is the blue one. So in or Ninja Turtles, he's the blue mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I know. So and I, he also plays Sonic. Sonic. Who's, Who's the blue, the blue one? one? Like I'm trying to think that ben blue might a, be. <laughs> Bandon's favorite, favorite color, color is blue. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. cannot convince me <laughs> otherwise. That ben, regardless of what you what you say, and yeah, we again we know you're listening, Ben. But we know the truth. On, ben. Thank, welcome to my TED talk where I describe There's to an you entire how Ben Schwartz's favorite color is blue. This entire rainbow. Why why focus on just one? You know, branch out. Orange, great color. It's a combination of two yep. colors. You should check it out, man. I've heard good things. Ben Schwartz, uh, the, base, the basic boy okay. of the color blue. 
But yeah, I had so, to get that out of my system early. Is that I just I could only hear Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> whenever Leo was talking. So uh, I, what do you I think of the movie, man. I really enjoyed this movie. Now I understand. Mm. I knew going into it that it's based on um, the, the the series, The Rise of the Ninja Turtles, which I have mm-hmm. not watched yet. It's it's one of those where I've I've been, and I mean it the nicest way, but like. I've been disappointed by the by the Ninja Turtle remakes in the past because they're not my turtles. I grew up with the Ninja Turtles. I had all the toys. I still have the oh, toys. Oh, which series? The original? The original. Mm-hmm. Much like much like I don't watch any Power Rangers past Mighty Morphin, I didn't watch any Ninja Turtles past the original Ninja Turtles. But I watched. Uh, yeah, I, I grew up with a different one. We'll talk about it in a sec. So this one, I went into it with the mindset of like an MCU style. This is a multiverse version, which uh, yeah. which greatly alternate helped me, reality turtles. Yeah, yeah, which greatly helped me to immerse myself in the movie, especially when, which I didn't realize at the time. I found this out after I watched it. In this version. Each of the turtles is actually a different race of turtle. Yeah, which or, was cool. Be, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, so because it get, makes it makes sense that like because they were all in like a lab or whatever. So like you're not going to just have one type of turtle that you're doing experiments on. You might as well get all the, like a bunch of types, right? Yeah, which also to me it adds another layer to it in the fact that when when you get like down into the layers. Those mm-hmm. four, the four turtles are brothers in the same way that Splinter is their dad. They have zero. Oh, yeah. There's now zero blood relation amongst the five of them, but they're still a family. Because mm-hmm. species wise, they're four completely I, it, like individual turtles. That yeah, it's by like a foster circum- family. Yeah, yeah. By circumstances have now become this tight knit family. Yeah, now, now we have to watch the TV series, the Netflix series, because oh, then it's going to explain all that stuff to us. Very like, much so. Which, yeah. merit to this movie, does a very good job of now I want to watch the series. I yeah, have unanswered like questions that, are, that don't... The, the unanswered questions I have don't um, grind yeah. into my brain. They make me want to watch the show to get the answers. Yeah, yeah. I um I grew up with a very different type of Ninja Turtles. I grew up with the uh with with the 90s uh in your face. These guys are rad turtles. This is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh the um the more gritty, the more like uh like Batman because yeah. uh, this this was around when like Batman the animated series was coming out. This is like two thousand three, right? So like, yeah. um, I'm like nine years old. I'm sitting on the couch like munching during like the Fox Kids uh, yeah. run of yeah. TV shows, and that's the, the TMNT that I grew up with. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I grew up with like the gritty badass turtles, and that version of Shredder is still one of my favorites, man. Because that guy was lethal oh and uh, you'll be glad to you'll be glad to find out by the way that sam regal actually plays my favorite version of donatello oh he is uh, yeah that that version of donnie is my favorite one because that's like that that's they're still like it's just their normal weapons but he does all this crazy stuff eventually they get like exoskeletons and stuff and at one point they're fighting in space so he has to figure out how to like uh, they give him like grappling hooks and stuff like that, and like the turtle tank is so cool looking in the uh, 
in in the 2003 series. It went for like seven seasons, and it's like really, mm. really fun. I I like that version of Casey Jones too because he's very like he's got like a really cool looking his ma- like he's closest to like the the first live action movie Casey Jones with that mask and everything and like the in your face like punk rock kind of guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that was that that's the TMNT I grew up with. And because uh, the first version of TMNT that was on TV was very kidsy. It was very like Saturday morning. We're going to sell toys. Um, yeah, it was. It and it was, was like that straight through like the mid 90s. Basically, that was yeah, the only you, you made cartoons to sell plastic to, ki- to kids. Yeah. And, um, but then, like the early two thousands rolls around, and now all those kids are either young young teenagers, so around twelve, thirteen, or they're younger kids. But now they're in the nineties, and you're in the rad era. So, like, yeah. even like board games have crazy over the top like uh, commercials or whatever. So, like, the branding drastically went. Uh, in the the radical badass. Oh, hey, check it out! These guys are rude but cool. Yeah. Um, side of things. Oh, the one man. thing is, um, and I liked with this one, it was like this is very much Ninja Turtles meets anime. Mm-hmm. Which, oh yeah, this is absolutely TMNT anime. Yep, hundred yeah. percent. One I, big difference. There's one big difference between the old versions and this one too. What's that? It's the Mystic Powers. Oh, the Mystic Powers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and 100%. Also, the They're reason cool. why I want to go back to watch the series, because in this yeah. one, and it's not a spoilers, it's in the trailer of this movie. Yep. But the turtles have each have a mystic power that is unique yeah. to themselves. Um, yep. And it Raphael adds- has like the he's got like a chakra key, like larger version of his own body like, like an armor type thing yeah yeah and then like donnie his swords cut. teleport yeah no, yeah, not sorry, yeah swords. That leo's leo's swords yeah leo powers. sorry yeah yeah and then donnie he can like kind of like um green lantern uh, green lantern yeah, he could basically do like the Hal Jordan Green Lantern where he just like creates guns, missiles and tech stuff using magic powers. And then uh, Michelangelo has like these chains yeah, um, that he could use to do like really cool high flying flips and stuff like that. So like it's it's a very like it's visually interesting, if not a bit distracting sometimes, but I'm not the same. I'm not the kid that I was back in like the 2000s. So like back then all that stuff would hit me like a flashbang and I'd be like, give me more. Yeah. But like now I see that and I'm like, okay, guys, can we slow down? Yeah, I'm getting a little crazy. <laughs> this, I don't think, I don't think the crossbar on my, on my, uh, my roller coaster ride car is, uh, fully fastened. <laughs> um, the Krang are weird in this one. Yeah, it was, there's, a, the there's some body that, horror in this one. And the fact that like, it was odd to me. And again, this was, it was what, where I got pulled a little bit and then came back in where mm-hmm. the the one that seemed to be kind of the the third in line that got bossed around he looked mm. like the krang I know yeah, the little guy the little the, the little, little chubby one whereas the one that yeah. was like the leader is like this big tall he's the he's one a in fridge. command he's where, a fleshy so, fridge with four legs yeah so that was a little off for me that I'm like I I would have liked to have seen 
my Krang be the ruler, but yeah, tiny, tiny, mushy Krang. They still did the mech suits, though. Yeah, which I'm really glad that they did. Yeah, um, I thought I thought because they they integrated themselves into them really interestingly and just sort of like a it's a spoiler alert for you guys. But like the if you guys know who the Krang are and if you don't, I'll just give you the quick explanation. Basically, they're just a uh, hyper aggressive, very violent, very uh, uh, proud um, alien race that uh, depending on like the version of Ninja Turtles, they either come from outer space, they come from another dimension, they were always here on Earth, but they were locked away, yada, yada, yada. The Krang get featured in every TMNT uh, version because they are such a dangerous and very, like, easy to root against villain. It's the most like, It's the most dangerous fluorescent pink gum yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah. It's, um, you ever see Squidbillies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like that, but it's like just, pink. It's an entire race of just early... <laughs> <laughs> and and far more uh conniving intelligent and, and intelligent yeah. yeah spiteful uh but, this version of them very like in your face gonna kill you they know what's going on yep yeah like the sister is just horrifying she's psychotic then, it's like yeah, Ringo, like then, coming at you in the night like, cause like the the big brother is like the over the top really schemey almost like the Krang you remember, but he's big and he can back up his words. He doesn't need a robot suit to F you up, right? Yeah. And then the little brother, he doesn't talk at all, but he is in his own way the most powerful because he literally can control Everything. the entire, like, what's it called? The something sphere? The, the technosphere. The technosphere, yeah. Like the strongest battleship that's ever been created. Um... And uh, with that thing, they would like control the entirety of the earth. And uh, yeah, like it's it's a very like they are very much a threat. They yeah. do a proper job of showing how much of a threat these Krang are in this movie and not just in the opening bits. Like it's all every time they're featured, the way they, they move and talk and react is like there's so much spite and anger and pride and like just ev and, and vanity and in in these characters like the voice act i don't even know who played who but they were just did an amazing job for the uh, cranks yeah for the big brother and then the younger sister uh jimmy Peary did crank one and then the uh -huh. sister was tox olegon olegon doya doi i recognize that last name she's um, been in yeah you've probably seen her she's been in quite a bit um olegon doya she was in Castle, if you watched Castle. I did watch Castle. She was the, the hacker that Castle hires later in the series. Oh. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her. Anyway, um, one of the oh, things okay, that... Anyway. And now, and not knowing the series and not realizing that the turtles kind of all had different shapes or whatever... Uh, the are different structures and body shapes because they're different species. At the very beginning of the movie, when we're in the in the vast distant future, and Leo's got that big honking arm that I couldn't figure out why he had one jacked arm. Yeah, and then I, I looked. I took one look at that and went, "Oh, it's just like a robot thing." I took a closer look and and then and then he and then Casey comes back in time and you're introduced yeah. to to Raphael with big jacked arms and you go. Oh no! Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to know that story. 
I yeah. understand that Raph and Donnie I... are dead, but how did Leo end up with Raph's arm grafted to him? Yeah. Show me that in a flashback. I have been so intrigued by that. Is that because in the future, again, not my, uh, mild spoilers because it's in the this, first. This is the this is the Krang wins future, just to clarify to you guys. Yes, this is this is so this movie is anime meets Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets mm-hmm. X-Men Days of Future Past. Yep. Which the worst possible outcome has occurred. We have to go back in time to fix it. Yes. Except I found it very odd. Okay. Spoilers. Mm. This is big spoilers. Although it's a kid's movie, I'm pretty sure you can figure this out. But yeah. the, the turtles win in the end. So Casey goes... What? So Are Ca- you kidding me? So, so Casey goes back in time, saves the future, and then yep. stays in the past. Gotta go back. Back to the past, Sam. So, like, Jack. like that makes no sense. He shouldn't it be does, back yeah, there no. because of time. He should have disappeared. He needs to vanish and go back. He's going to meet his own mom. Yeah, which is also that's going to get weird. By the way, his mom is a badass in this uh, version too. I'm actually really cool with that. Yeah, um, yeah, and I did. I did enjoy that. That like we don't have to figure out how Casey exists in the in the distant future because. Yeah. It's his mom. So like Yeah. Like his he he is his mom. She is always like she is the vigilante badass that uses sports equipment to mess people up. Yeah. And then Casey becomes the futuristic version of the exact same anti-hero, basically. Yeah. Um, except he's like uh the student to future apocalypse uh Leonardo, right? Yes. He's like Master Leo. Yeah. Um, and I think, and the other reason why I want to go back and watch this uh, series is because I'm very intrigued by. We got introduced briefly to by and far my favorite villain or my villain with my favorite name ever. Oh the, yeah, I think I know who you mean. The hypnopotamus. Yeah, a hypnotizing pot, uh, hippopotamus with. In, in like a magician's outfit and yeah and his and his partner's like a little worm guy named Warren Stone voiced by John mm. Michael Higgins so i really I'm want so, to see I'm, where I'm those little... guys come from because i'm sure yeah. they they've got to have an origin story somewhere in the series that i'm down for mhm oh god i think um I, I gotta say, I do have a couple of gripes, because obviously this is not going to be the perfect film, and any oh, yeah. performance kids movie, it's built for kids. Uh, I, I do have gripes here and there. Um, I, uh, I I found there to be a lot of death in this children's film. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people who just straight up get mutilated and murdered, and like a lot of military personnel and cops get fudged up to you and civilians and it's not like they die off screen or there's just like a big explosion and the implication is that they're dead no the krang infect people and mutate them and 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 you, so, you see the silhouette of it happening yeah it's not on and not even the silhouette and not yeah not even just the silhouette like you in like to what happens to the foot clan yeah like 
they straight up in front of the camera are like breaking bones and transforming them into like eldritch horrors. And it is like so gross. And like it caught me off guard because up until that point, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, this is it's like, been fun. This it's is this cute. is TMNT. And they've got powers. I want to see where this goes and where they take it is nearly murdering one of the turtles off the get go. Um, straight up murdering one of the turtles off the get go in the future. Uh, there is not even like plenty straight up murdering of, them off one of them. Oh, you can assume all yeah, four of fair. them are dead yeah, in the that's, future. That's fair. Raph's arm or not, I don't think Leo was going to survive what was coming at him. Michelangelo um, like unalives himself in the first ten yeah, minutes he, like, of this movie. He, he shatters himself his like glass. Yeah, I was gonna say Jade because I got I got like a lot of like uh, Kung Fu Panda vibes from that scene. Yeah, uh, with the Jade, yeah, with like the Jade statues and like Uguay and all that. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, I I have um like th- there's a lot of like gore in this movie that I wasn't expecting and it was jarring. I was cool with it. Don't get me wrong. It's just that I felt like it does kind of like. Not detract, but it does distract from, like, what tone of film you want to tell. Yeah. Because uh, it goes from zero to hyper-serious very quickly. Oh, like, yeah. You, you you recognize the threat to the turtles and to the world. So, like, it, it feels one way, but it presents itself another way with all the over-the-top colors and anime lighting and all that. So, yeah, that's, that is a bit jarring. Um, it's still a good flick don't get me wrong i really enjoyed it i'll probably check out the series if i don't just binge watch it one night i'll watch it over time but like and i will say is like it i gotta say too is of all the the year like the movies and stuff that i've watched the cartoon series i went through this is the first ninja turtle uh film uh sort of thing that hit me emotionally oh yeah at that genuine fear for the turtles not even that but like at the apex of the fight and i'm not gonna i'm gonna try to skate around spoilers but yeah it's a big spoiler when yeah when that bit happens where where mikey does the thing he do and raff and donnie trying to do the thing yeah yeah. And and because he just because just to clarify, he does get told, hey, you're going to like by Casey, he's like, hey, you're going to be like a great supernatural power user. And they keep yanking the rug out from under Mikey. And I, the scene that he's talking about is gut wrenching. Yeah, it hits you in the feels. And that's the first time that I've ever had yeah. the Ninja Turtles do that for me, where it was yeah. like you get a little misty watching it. And it's a very sweet, emotional yeah. scene. That is a very... it, it's a it's a full spectrum of of emotions you get in this movie. That or There's that a disconnect, yeah, for shows like TMNT because the premise in of itself is so ridiculous that it's easier for you. It's easy for a person to take themselves out of the film without realizing it or out of the TV show because, like, you see giant green ninja turtle men beating up ninjas, and it's kind of difficult for your brain to go, ah, yes. I recognize this as normal and totally cool, but like, you know, and then, but you get scenes like that where like you completely forget you're watching a children's show. What you're watching is a real family genuinely terrified for each other. Yeah. Like that is, oh, that is almost uncalled for it. How it made me feel things. Yeah. I feel physically insulted (laughs) that (laughs) this film made me 
they made me like almost like have to hit pause, hit the pause button and collect myself. Yeah, it's like I wanted I wanted a fun movie with talking turtles and anime magic. Why am I crying? Yeah. But uh I will say a couple a couple of smaller gripes. Um this is and this is not and th- this first bit of the gripe is not actually the gripe. Um this version of April O'Neil is simultaneously my favorite and my not favorite. Uh, because one, I'm so glad that like, she's not just like the damsel in distress. The turtles are always trying to save. She gets to kick butt and take names. So, so tiring. Yeah. In like the first two versions of the series, April constantly getting into trouble and not being able to get out of it despite what she does. Yeah. But I would also April like to say- in this one makes very like she comes across as very intelligent and thinking on her feet and like doing her and she does her part with the turtle. She's clearly trained under Splinter. Yes. In some aspect. Right? Yeah, but I would also the like- thing, the thing well, I, I gotta I just gotta get it out. They have a solution and a genuine, like, good weapon to fight against the Krang with. And they use it for about 30 seconds and then don't look at it again. Even though I know for a damn fact, April should have said something right there. Like, dude, I know where they're making this stuff. Like, I know where we can get more. And it's a secret weapon we can use against the Krang. And we can maybe get the people or something like that. And we can tell the military about it. Because I was waiting waiting for her (laughs) to come in because she 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 comes in and she meets up with like, yeah. Donnie and Mikey and yeah, they exactly. have they have the turtle she saves them too I'm wa- I was yeah. waiting for the moment where she shows up and she's like hey so Donnie check this out and shows I it to have, Donnie yeah exactly. and he and he using his big brain, it. synthesizes it turns yep. it into a giant yeah. um like a firefighter cannon on the top of the van and just yeah, starts exactly. cleaning up the streets yeah, but I would and also I, and like I to say to see more of like the monsters and stuff that were like that were featured at the start of the the film and like later on when uh, the Krang start really appearing, all the Foot Clan get transformed. Like you see all those dudes getting transformed, they barely get used in the entirety of the film. Like the perfect time to use them was up against the military dudes. Yeah. So like having that exact same moment where like April rolls up and she saves literally the American military. Uh, alongside the turtles and then they fight together and stuff and they and they clean up the streets like you were saying like that could have been a really cool side scene that gets them that could still get them to where they need to go story-wise yeah so th- i feel like they completely misused april they can but- show us a really cool and badass version of april and then they don't really use her to the fullest extent she yeah. just kind of becomes a cheerleader with a baseball bat towards the end the one thing i do like with april and the fact that she's a badass is they do it in a way that it feels natural that she's a badass. One thing, and she's not I, perfect. No, don't get me, don't get us wrong, audience. There, she's not perfect. She's not like, a Mary Sue. She isn't missing flaws. She's brash. She's overconfident. She is absolutely headstrong. She thinks first, and then uh, she she acts first and thinks later. Like these are good qualities to have in a strong character that you can see is going to go through development. Yeah, you know. But so, but like, what I was going to say is like. In, in movies like uh, Avengers Endgame, mm. it 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 took me out of the movie when we had that scene where it was the I call it the girl power it girl scene. Power? Where, it girl power scene? Yes, I know the one. Where, yeah. where everyone here, if you've seen know, it, you know the scene. We know that these yeah. female characters are strong and that they can kick yeah. out, kick butt, take names. Yeah. 
We don't yep. need you to go, look, we've brought them all together to be really strong together. Hey, girl power. check out, hey, check you out can this just, really cool. You can just let female characters on screen be badass, and you don't have to shine a light on it and go, look, look, we did a thing. We've included females as strong characters. Let them be strong. You don't shine a light and go, look at the males. They're doing a big, they're doing big things. Like, yep. let, just you don't gotta group happen. them together into a dynamic, you know, dude only shot. Yeah. We, we, we see that she's doing, like, holding her own and helping the team without it being crammed down our throats that she's a female character, which is Okoye. Or, organic or, or feels right. Or, or, uh, Okoye or whatever. The, the general of the Dora Milaje, the, um, the all female, uh, bodyguards to the Black Panther. Yeah. She is the deadliest non superpowered female fighter in like all of the Marvel universe. In my opinion, the stuff that she has been capable of and the feats that she's gaining are just horrifyingly strong. And then they just kind of use her as a pawn. In yeah, that stupid to be like, girl power scene. We have to show them to all. So I felt that like that wasn't done. They didn't they didn't go into that trope with April, which I very much appreciated. Yeah. She was able yeah. to like they hold her own, save the day yeah. without it feeling and, forced. And the largest like my my largest like uh, uh hold by hold back or whatever reservation when it comes to strong female characters is that writers get lazy and then just try to shove a message down your throat. Yeah. Instead of just showing us someone awesome and then allowing us to infer things about them, they shove crap down your throat, which by the way is one of my biggest friggin' gripes with the She-Hulk series. I love She-Hulk. I have dozens of She-Hulk comics and she's one of my favorite female characters in all of Marvel because of her ability to like effortlessly balance her superhero life with her real life and have no fear of like and being able to protect her real life. They they just completely gut the character and then just turn her into this like mouthpiece of Twitter quotes at times. Mm. It is so sad of like with how much like you don't need to write your female characters as though they have no flaws. Mm. It's not realistic. Guys, anybody out there who wants to write, don't make flawless characters because they're boring. You can't relate to somebody who's flawless. You can't. Like, even Superman has flaws. He is too gentle. That's why Kryptonite exists. Exactly. Like that's that's why magic is one of the only things that can beat him uh, pretty handedly. Like it, he 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 ha- he's incredibly powerful. The sun goes ahead and stops him or the, the sun cr- turns him into this absolute powerhouse. But at the same time, a red sun happens or an eclipse happens and suddenly he's powerless. He gets kryptonite in his face and this dude is completely unable to go ahead and like bear- he can't even lift like a moped let alone boulders. Did like you, did you he- know that in the in the Superman, I'm canon, ranting, but like I'm so irritating. Yeah. Did you know that in what? the Superman canon universe, there's a there's a there's a pink kryptonite that turns Superman yeah. gay. Yeah, it turned it turned Superman gay or whatever. It's like the dumbest, like <laughs> it's like the dumbest 1950s 1960s garbage that they could have come up with. Right. Like, but anyway, at the back time, to like, at, at, 
the time, making fun of people like that was kind of just like a thing. Like, oh, it's an anti-boy. <laughs> like, no, not so much. No. Like, All right. Now, that's kind of not good. Let's get our train back on these tracks. So, tit Ninja Turtles, yeah. Rise okay, of sorry, Ninja I, Turtles. I, I, I do, again, I want to say, if you're going to write strong female characters, let them be flawed. It is so much more easy to relate to them. It makes them significantly better role models for young women and young boys. Um, like, you need to, you, got, you guys got to remember that as soon as you put a character on a pedestal, they completely and utterly lose what connects them to the humanity that they're supposed to portray a facet of. Yeah. It's it it like God, I keep going back to Okoye because she's a badass, but the reason she's such a badass is how she like leads her soldiers. Yeah. Like her the the female bodyguard squad. It's like they are so badass and they're all about the teamwork and they have no powers, but they can take down people with powers if they want to. So like it's Oh god, like I like I I love this version of April. They need to use her better. And I'd be curious to see they have a great opportunity with her. And I'd like to see that's another reason why I want to go back and see her arc through the story through this show. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I actually kinda hope that she's incompetent and doesn't know what she's doing at the start and then grows. Yeah. Because that's how people work. <laughs> like that's how all story the turtles, writing do. I swear to God, if all the turtles have their powers at the start of the friggin' series, I'm gonna be actually angry. Yeah. Because that's just a misplay. That's yeah, a misplay. It's just like, that's a it, missed opportunity to give it to them right away. Well, so. all the other ones there's that uh, that that one series, they went to space and met dinosaurs. What do we do? Uh yeah. magic? How do they get them? Yeah, right. Uh, also magic. Sure, done. Right. Send it to print. Yeah, so we're gonna. We're, I'm a... gonna go back and watch it for sure. But anyway, Rise yeah. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie. I give it a it's recommendation. A watch. watch it for sure. Yeah. Sit down with it's, your. It's kids. a definite watch from me as well. I watch it with my. Watch daughter. the series first, though. I'm gonna. I'm gonna argue. You should probably check the series out first, and then watch the movie because I feel like there's more. Yeah. You're gonna get more out of the film if you watch the series first. Yeah, we so, didn't. I'm gonna we, recommend we enjoyed that. it, but I would like. I'm going back to watch it. Just I have a so. lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of questions. I want to figure out like what happens where in terms of the what. I kind of wish they used Splinter more. By the way, I'm getting kind of like I felt like they didn't need to turn him into the lazy old man. Uh, old, old, they kind of turned him into like a lazy old fat man a little bit in this one. Like they changed his character oh, design so drastically. I, my he looks brain, more like a hamster than he does a rat. My brain, I, I don't know why. When you said Splinter, I thought you, my brain went to Shredder, and I was like, he's dead. Oh, I don't know. I really no, don't know who you're talking dead. about. He dead. Yeah, they straight up killed. They straight up killed the Shredder. So like that's uh yeah. But um, no, no, they just kind of turned Splinter into like a just like the comedy old. He's man. a comedy relief, which was weird for me yeah because he's usually he's the center of the turtles he's the one that like keeps them together and keeps them focused and he's like the perfect because if you're gonna write somebody who's ultra powerful do it when they're at the end of their story you know like include them in your story but don't tell the story about the ultra powerful person for the most part because it's very difficult to write that character as relatable splinter is that exception because he's not ultra super powered he's just very good at what he does but what makes him so important as a character is not his fighting ability, it's his fatherly advice and his ability to mentor. Yeah. And that's why in this series, in this movie, he's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, Which, but again, that goes back like, to that, my, like, my, my going into it as like a multiverse. 
where he yeah, knows enough to train the, the turtles, version. but rafts that one to kind of like focus everybody. Because yeah, well, like Leo was like that too, in like the in uh, the two thousand three. Yeah, like he was he's like, the, he's the like stoic one. Yeah, so it's like, a oh yeah, you a, also used to Raph being the hothead. Oh yeah, very much so. Because it's Raph. Yeah, yeah, Raph was Raph was cool but rude. That's was yeah. his thing. So this time yeah, having that kind of flipped, fight, yeah. having that flipped around was was a very unique way of looking at it that I appreciated. Yeah, I was kind of I like that a lot because because they also did they also flipped it a bit more because instead of being like headstrong and always wanting to get into a fight, Leo is arrogant. Yeah, and like naive, and that's annoying, but it's relatable because we all know people like that where like they've had it relatively not relatively easy, but just like they've had it good enough that they've already taken their life for granted. And that's kind of where Leo is at the start of the film. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, there's so, that room to grow, and it's really good, but... Yeah, so, go watch Rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't think you'll be disappointed. No, it's a good film. Just, again, be wary. Like, there are some freaky images, like, in this. Like, this movie loves eyeballs. Um, <laughs> just a general heads up. There's a lot of eyeballs in this movie. Uh, man, uh, you know what? In In similar Splinter fashion, I feel like, uh, much like with the challenges that the turtles face... The challenges that we have to face as adults on a daily basis requires some form of wisdom. Ooh, a word you got of something wisdom. for us this week? Yes, yeah, in fact, a phrase even a sentence. Fact, if you ooh, you've inspired me. Back in the day, mm. years ago, I, I, one of the gentlemen that I worked with, he was his name was Tony. He was a he was a mm. wise wisdom giver of many things. The man could eat an entire chicken in one sitting. Did, he, did you find this man like in a monastery in the Himalayas or where? No, I found him in the sales department. But anyway, oh. he used to always okay. tell me he, a piece, words of advice that I never forgot with him. Uh, we were sitting mm. down one time. We were watching the sun rise over the lake. And he said, remember that if you boil dandelion root, you'll get a really nice tea. And if you do the same with poison ivy, you'll get diarrhea. Good night, everybody. I don't even want to know the story. Hey, guys, it's Brendan. I just want to thank you so much for listening in. And just to let you all know that we record at 930 MST on Riverside every Wednesday. And please, if you'll join us, like, share, subscribe. It'd mean the world to us. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.